Well, welcome to Yonville Community Church Christmas Special. Uh, my name is Dan Bidwell, Senior Pastor here at Yonville Community Church. Uh, so wonderful to have you with us as we celebrate Christmas together this year. Uh, yes, Christmas from home, but a Christmas from my living room to yours. Uh, there's a Christmas where we'll focus in on the most important part about Christmas, uh, which is the Lord Jesus, uh, the little baby born for us, the little baby who shows us God's glory. And we'll be thinking about him more as our special service today goes on. Uh, we'd love to know that you've been with us, uh, so we'd love you to fill out a Connect card. Uh, let us know that you've uh, watched today. Uh, we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. Uh, thank you for filling out a Connect card uh, for us. Uh, if you've got children in your family, children in your house at the moment, grandkids, uh, nieces, nephews, uh, your own children, uh, we would love you uh, to take them over to watch uh, our Yonkville Kids Church Christmas special as well. Uh, Kids Minister Charlotte has put um, an amazing amount of work into uh, this beautiful video, uh, the Christmas story, Christmas songs. Uh, you're going to love it. A uh, great way to talk about Jesus with the kids in your life too. One of my favorite parts about Christmas is the Christmas carols. So we're going to sing a ton today. Uh, we're going to start with one of my favorites, O Come All Ye Faithful. Let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us. 
Please read with me from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sound.
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. One of our favourite things to do as a family is to go for night walks. Uh, we've been doing it ever since our kids were really young. Uh, they might have already been in their pyjamas uh, at night time when we'd say, do you want to go for a night walk? And then we'd go around the block and we'd hold hands and we would talk. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, living in Yonkville, our night walks have taken on a different dimension. Uh, we live just a few houses away from the vineyards. And so now our night walk uh, takes us down this country laneway. Uh, there's no street lights, there's no civilization, there's just us and the vineyards. And when you look up, uh, a sky full of stars uh, that stretches from one end of the Napa Valley to the other. Um, it is glorious. Uh, sometimes we lie down in the middle of the road just so we can gaze up at the glorious sight. Uh, this week, perhaps you read in the news or saw on television, uh, there's a very special uh, event in the world of astronomy. Uh, for the first time in 800 years, uh, the so-called Christmas star has been visible in the night skies. Uh, it's not actually a star, it's two planets, Jupiter and Saturn. And apparently they're passing each other so close uh, that they look like one shiny star. Uh, you'll be able to see this phenomenon for another week or so, they tell me, uh, although I think we're scheduled for a week of rain here in Napa. Uh, but the idea is you just look to the southwestern sky about an hour after sunset and the Christmas star should be bright enough to see with the naked eye. Well, there is something glorious about looking into the night sky. And we know that original Christmas star was a phenomenon that led the wise men to find Jesus. But we're going to take a step back to the night of Jesus' birth when another phenomenon took place in the skies, something even more glorious than the stars and the planets. So why don't we pray and then we'll see what it was that was so glorious that very first Christmas. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we finally arrive at Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of your Son, help us to see the glory that surrounded this baby boy. Help us to bring him praise and honour today and every day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for the last three weeks, we've been reading the story of the first Christmas. Uh, and it's all been leading up to this moment. If you missed any of the episodes, you can go back later and catch up. But where we finished last Sunday, there was great expectation surrounding the birth of Jesus. It would be the culmination of hundreds of years of longing and waiting and hoping for the words of the prophets to be fulfilled and for God's promises to be realised. God's people were waiting for the birth of their king. But Jesus' birth doesn't receive the royal reception we would expect. 
Are the story that we all know so well, Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem for the census? Are there being no room in the inn? It's a story that reminds us how inglorious Jesus' birth really was. Mary and Joseph, they weren't welcome in polite society because of her pregnancy outside of marriage. You can maybe imagine the, the quiet whispers, the not-so-subtle looks, the innkeeper pointing them to the barn. And so Mary gives birth in a stable, and the tiny prince is placed in a feed trough. A Jesus' birth is far from what we'd expect for the birth of a king. But maybe that's the point. Because in the next scene in Luke's Gospel, we're taken out into the fields nearby, near to the place where Jesus was born. And we're taken to a group of shepherds who are watching their flocks by night. A bit like Mary and Joseph, shepherds, they were also social outcasts. People that were treated as invisible by polite society. But it's to these unimportant, invisible shepherds that God sends his messenger. Verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Luke 2 verse 9. Now, these shepherds, they were used to sitting up in the dark. Or they were used to listening for wild animals that tried to attack their sheep. Or when King David was a shepherd boy, he'd literally rescued his sheep from the jaws of lions and bears. Shepherds weren't afraid of anything. But when this angel of the Lord appeared, they were terrified. Because, verse 9 says, that the glory of the Lord shone around them. This glory, this radiant light, this shining presence, it tells the shepherds that they are in the very presence of God himself. That's what the glory of the Lord means. Just like God's glory would fill the tent of meeting of a temple, uh, God's presence now surrounds his messenger angel as the messenger speaks to the shepherds. Verse 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And the angel brings good news. In the ancient world, bringing good news meant the announcement of a new emperor or a new king. The government would send messengers all throughout the territories telling everybody the good news. And so what we have here is the official press release. This is the, the word from the palace. The king himself is making this announcement through his messenger. And God bestows three royal titles upon Jesus. Saviour, Messiah and Lord. Each of these titles would have meant uh, different meanings to the people listening. A saviour, you know, God's people needed saving. From the occupying Roman forces, a saviour would liberate them politically, where they'd been uh, unsuccessful previously. Messiah was a title that had grown to prominence in the 200 years before Jesus' birth. Messiah, um, in the original Hebrew language, means anointed, and it was the title given to God's chosen kings in Old Testament times. Uh, but Messiah was also the title for the king that God's people were expecting, uh, the one the prophets had spoken about. Uh, and in those couple of hundred years before Jesus' birth, others had claimed the title of Messiah, but they'd all been squashed by the occupying powers. Would Jesus end up the same? They might have been wondering. And the third title, Lord. Well, it's a common title for any authority figure like Sir or Master, but it was also the title of the Lord himself. And God gives 
Jesus all three titles. Lots of people read the story of Jesus' life and death and assign their own title to him. But Luke's gospel doesn't ask us to make our own assessment of who Jesus is. Luke will go on to tell us explicitly how Jesus fulfills each of those titles in the way that God means for us to understand them. But that would give away the end of the story, and it's a story worth hearing. But for now, the angel says to the shepherds, uh, what the angel says to the shepherds is that God has given them a sign uh, to help them understand where the story is going to go. Verse 12, there will be, uh, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. At Christmas, we're always looking for signs. Uh, for example, you look for signs to know what's under the wrapping paper of the presents under the Christmas tree with your names on it. Is it a big present? Is it a small present? Uh, is it heavy? Does it make a noise when you shake it? And the signs help us know what to expect. When we want to know what to expect from Jesus, God tells us to go and look in the manger. What sort of saviour is he? Well, not a saviour with a sword, but one who comes in weakness. What sort of messiah? Well, not a king with a crown of jewels, but eventually a crown of thorns. And what sort of lord? Well, not the kind who lords it over others, rather one who understands what it is to be despised and downtrodden. In the baby in the manger, we see a hint of what Jesus' life will be like and what we can expect from him and, and what the rest of the story will be like. And by the way, if you don't know the rest of the story, we would love to share it with you in one of our courses about the life of Jesus. I will be starting a new course in the new year and uh, we'd love to have you along. But come back to the story of Jesus' birth. There is something inglorious about this birth when we look at it from a human perspective. There's something weak and powerless and insignificant by human standards. But by God's standards, the birth of Jesus is, is something of unparalleled glory. Because in that tiny baby, all the glory of God, his majestic presence, his radiant goodness, his loving mercy, his righteousness, his divine character, all the glory of God is wrapped up in that little baby in the manger. And unlike Old Testament times where God's glory would come and go from God's people, when Jesus is born, God's glory comes to dwell among humans permanently. John says it like this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John 1.14 Christmas is all about God making his home among us. It's about God's glorious presence in our lives. It's about God entering into our world to deal with everything that is inglorious about us. And it's about God inviting us into a glorious future with him, inviting us home through faith in Jesus Christ to enjoy eternal life with him in the new heavens and the new earth where God dwells with his people forever and ever. That's what it really means to be home for Christmas. Jesus reveals God's glorious plan of salvation so that we can find our forever home. This is good news that will cause great joy for all people who recognize the significance of the baby in the manger. It's a glorious plan. Jesus is a glorious saviour and he invites us into a glorious future. 
Well, the Christmas story ends with the night sky filled with angels. This a great company of the heavenly host. It's an army of angels. And they're all proclaiming the heart of the Christmas message together. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Luke 2.14. I pray that this Christmas you know the peace of God as you bring him glory and praise. And as you bring glory and praise to the baby in the manger. Shall we do that now? Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the gift of your glorious presence uh, as you came to us in the baby Jesus, as you sent your divine presence, as you came to earth, a God wrapped in flesh. We thank you for Jesus who by his life uh, came as a saviour. We thank you for his death and the forgiveness of sins that it brings. We thank you for his resurrection and the promise of our own resurrection when we trust in him. And Father, most of all, we look forward to that glorious future where we find our forever home with you in heaven, with Jesus around his throne. We pray, Father, that this Christmas, that message would bring us peace and hope. And we thank you, Father, for your favor. We pray all of this in the name of your precious son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
death stars now draws a shaking breath the light of life among us dwells oh hear the darkness quake as angels Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning at this joyous time of year when we stop to remember that Jesus came down to earth to walk among us and to reveal his great kindness and love for us when he came to show us his way of loving others. Father, help us to be still enough this season to hear your voice and to respond like Mary, to bow our hearts in thankfulness for your great love and to tell of your greatness throughout the earth. Perhaps one of the beautiful things we have learned this year is the value of stillness, of quiet, of slowing down, the value of family and friends and those around us. May we take time this season to be still and know that you are God. We are grateful that you know our concerns and our desires for the new year. We are grateful that you sit strong and mighty on your throne. Holy Father, in this new year, may we be lights on a hill, reflecting your great love to the world. Help us, O Lord, to bring your peace and joy to all those around us. We love you and are so thankful that you came to earth to show us your way. We look forward to our eternal heavenly home with you. Merry Christmas. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Jealousy. 
Merry Christmas! Have a safe and happy holiday. Merry Christmas from the Ferrarios. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from St. Helena. From the Elder Board, uh, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas and blessings. Merry Christmas! Well, we really hope you've enjoyed our Christmas special. Uh, we're so pleased that you've been with us this year at Yonville Community Church, and we're looking forward to seeing you again in the new year. So from our family to yours, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.